Welcome to episode 40 of the Black and, right? Of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Yes, yes for episode 40. So, uh, this episode is actually sponsored by Street Serenade Apparel. It's a men's and women's streetwear brand inspired by um, the rose that grew from the concrete. Street Serenade Apparel celebrates everyone's damaged petals, knowing that these concrete restraints cannot reframe us from blossoming into our full potential. Through art, design elements, and concepts, we use the streets as a muse and embrace our journey from the ground up. So for today's episode, you can use the code The Roses for 15% off their new collection, The Re-Up, and merch from their scholarship initiative, Heartbeat of the Streets. That's what I'm wearing today, Heartbeat of the Streets collection. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hood rich. Okay. So we're gonna get right in today's guest. I have Brandy Roche. She's a fashion enthusiast, influencer, stylist, blogger, mm-hmm. all of the above. This is snatched. Aww, <laughs> so, thank you, Brandy. Thank you, why don't you tell? Actually, I like to do a little segment first, starting off called "It's a Look." Okay. So, if there's anyone in the media this week that you felt like just slayed. Why? Who is it and why? Mm. This week, I've been kind of out of... When was the Diddy party? Cause that's, oh, you, we can use I, that. We can count that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people came out and killed it, but Beyonce blew me away for some reason. I just loved her whole look. I feel like she still looked like she was 22. Like, mm-hmm. she just... She was just just natural but then she gave like this subtle glam that high split the structured cut out detail of her dress was just like amazing and um a lot of celebrities at that party actually looked amazing and i love how diddy um did this i think he collaborated with vanity fair his photographer they did to where they did like a real deal editorial shoot at the Mm. party so that Mm -hmm. was like dope because everybody left that party with like photos solid <laughs> right. like it wasn't no iphones bleary picture the club picture that you gotta chase the dude down for your it was like <laughs> editorial right. and um so i think a, a, that was a look that i remember i reposted that look because i was just like yo be and then she did like a little shoot she always does a shoot before yeah, she whatever. Like, and she gave like <laughs> a whole she was serving on that so that was my look Okay. Yes, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about like your background, um, how you got into fashion, um, and well, yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with where you're from, how that, you know, what happened during your childhood to make you want to go more on like the fashion road and like what inspired you and like motivated you to take like the, the glam route, fashion okay. glam route. Um, hmm. So from the start, I'm from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Shout out to the city. Shout um, out to this. I love my Bryson from there. Bryson right? yeah. from there. It's a lot of people from Louisville that is kind of like low-key. It's like, ah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, um, I, when I, I've always, I grew up being very, like, visual and creative and, you know, in my own, to my own extent. And I, um, I remember 
my mother always tells me this when I was graduating from pre K. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is how long I knew I wanted to do something crazy. Pre K, yeah, pre K, four years old, mm -hmm. and crossing the stage, and everybody was reaching in his crate to grab like doctors hats, firemen hats, and you know whatever, whatever. I want to be a fireman, and I grabbed a comb, and I was like, when I grow up. I want to be a beautician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, and it's funny because I did I did hair growing up. I was doing, I was just always trying to cre create and reinvent, like, looks for myself at an early age. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was 12, 13, I was braiding hair, like, literally, hands down, was, like, the coldest braid in the city. And my, because my designs were just so different or whatever, I was just super creative mm -hmm. with that and, um, Again, in Louisville, there's not a lot of, well, there wasn't a lot of access to a lot of um, just the idea of fashion and an industry, to say the least. So me just creating my own look as I was between my early teens up until I was in college, I think I just kind of created um, my own kind of lane for myself. And I didn't know that it was fashion mm -hmm. until, like I said, when I went to school, um, there was a major program for uh, design merchandising and textiles. So I'm like, what school? I went to Western Kentucky. So I was Western still in Kentucky. Kentucky. It was in Bowling Green. Okay. And I'm like, okay, like this is perfect. And I'm taking sewing classes. I'm participating in the school fashion shows. And that's when I was like, okay, this is dope. This is what you live, breathe, and is are comfortable with at most. So I knew that I needed to get to New York some way, somehow. Love it. So how long ago did you move to New York? I moved to New York. It'll be five years in June. Nice. Um, I moved away from home, though, about eight and a half years ago. So I lived in Maryland and in, in the D.C. area okay. um, first. And then it was just like a transition space. I had family there. Um, and it was just like perfect transition being that I had never even been to New York from Kentucky. So did you like visit first or did you just come? Uh, I visited a couple times for sure. I used to come to Fashion Week every year, every season um, from D.C. So I would participate in Fashion Week. And then um, I had a, my cousin, Brooke, uh, lived in Harlem. So I would come up to visit her before I moved here. And I would stay there. That was really where I wanted to live. Like Harlem? Girl. That is the first time I ever visited New York. I went to Harlem. I was visiting a friend. And as soon as I got here, I was like, yo. Did I, I need to live here. Like I and I and my friend stayed on like on 126 mm -hmm. in Lenox. So it was like Lenox right in the heart Ooh, of everything. You get and that he experience. actually was working, so I got a chance to like explore the city by myself. So mm -hmm. I was just walking around Harlem, like like, okay. like I'm here. We, I love it. I got drunk at Sylvia's by myself. I was sitting at the bar <laughs> eating chicken and macaroni and cheese. I'm like, this is everything. That's like, how and that's how is. I felt. And then I'm like, yo, I'm gonna move here. And that's how I knew. I didn't come until like three years later. Yeah. But that moment, I. I was still in school when that happened, so yeah. I was in my senior year of college, but I knew at that moment that I was going to move here. Like, I just, like, that's it. Yeah, and that's what New York does to you. Like, it, I hey, feel like Shout out it, to Harlem. She's like, I'm from Harlem. Hey. <laughs> shout out to Harlem. Yeah. Harlem's where my heart is, man. Right? It's just so much, like, energy culture. and culture that, mm -hmm. like, it's... Um, but yeah, that's how it is. You come here for your first time or your first couple of visits, and it's like the energy here is like crazy. Where mm -hmm. you're like, okay, 
I don't even know how this is about to happen, but I'm about to just pull up. I'm about to just make it happen. <laughs> Fact. Like, so do you recommend that like people go like to school for like fashion merchandising or styling, or do you think it's just something you just gotta get out there and just like do? I think that no matter it's good to always learning is always very important, more um just more detail, especially when you get in the industry, just understanding terms and and the business of it all. But I always say like you you know, style or creative eye is something that you just kind of have or you don't, I feel like. I feel like you can learn the latest trends and trend forecast and all the detail behind fashion and what magazines are this and what celebrities that but if you just don't naturally have an eye to where if all of that was wiped away from you and you had to create mm -hmm. if you don't have that then um that's the key component to really make it so i don't think that you per se have to mm -hmm. go to school for it but i think it's always it's necessary to educate yourself in some way, gotcha. um, but no, because I've seen people that went to school for went to law school and then excelled in the fashion industry just be, just because they just have it that natural niche for what it is that to create. Um, sure. Yeah, school is expensive, and I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't encourage anybody not to go debt. to school, but it's like. I think we live it in a creative world, in a creative space. Then, mm -hmm. honestly, I do feel like your network is your net worth. Like a lot of like things that I've accomplished and stuff like that had absolutely nothing to do with school. Yeah, like, I mean, you can educate yourself without school. Without for sure, school. like I that's mean, the key. And, like knowledge and education is key, but it doesn't have to be like in the traditional like classroom set. Flat out, like, sure. and we're not encouraging nobody not to go to school. Do <laughs> your thing, get your education, but it's Facts. not just like. That's not the only the way. The only way. There yeah. are definitely other ways. If you got hustle, drive, and and you're just determined to get to what it is that you, and a clear vision for what you want, Facts. you know? I think um, you can get there, and you just have to be persistent. I'm learning these things now, you mm -hmm. know? Being more persistent with the, like you said, with the network, the people, network of people that you have around you, you know? Right. Just making sure that, okay, if you want that, and you know somebody that's doing that, you know, communicate with them and, you know, try to learn from them. Absolutely. So, so what, like, what are, like, your rules, like, when it comes to, like, dress and styling? Like, do you have something that you live by or it's just, like, a more, like, of a feeling? Like, how do you get dressed, like, for the day? It's literally a feeling. I promise you, like, I, I have realized that, like, if I was to come up with, like, a, a quick hashtag for my style, I would say... Um, I am a sporty bell. I like that. I'm like the sporty bell because sporty it's like, I like that. You like sporty it because yeah. it's like I love, 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 love sneakers and hats and snapbacks and that. I love, I love hats and just, just urban wear, like super athletic urban wear. But at the same time, oh, you can read that from all the way back here. I need yeah, to grab my glasses. There we go. <laughs> okay. um, but at the same time, I love the that's the Kentucky girl in me. I love skirts and big. I got a, my phone's leaning on a big top hat right now. I love <laughs> I love skirts and hats and and poofy sleeves. I got some lace gloves in my purse. You just never know what I'm gonna pull yes. out on you, honey. It's Sunday, baby. You yeah, know, we got we got you got <laughs> taking us to church with exactly. the gloves and the hat. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to brunch afterwards, and I got to be ready, right? honey. So, <laughs> um, the, the, I think it's uh, my style is really a collaboration of both. So one day I might be straight up all sporty, like hoodie, hat, sneakers, drop crotch, Japanese pants, and then another day I might be super elegant, classy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't. I think there's no true layout. I think today, like today, I'm neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually people who know the way I dress, I'm always very colorful. I wear like bright colors all year round, neon green. And um, that may be just based on a mood. Like, mm, do I want to be like like that? Or do I want to just be chill? I'm giving right. Yeezy or am I giving, who does bright colors? I don't know who does bright who colors. Who does bright colors? Who can I think of? I, I mean, think. Tiana Taylor back in the day, Tiana, she used to always do the right colors. Tiana like, Taylor's yeah. aesthetic is like literally the way, that's, that's like I said, she's fly as heck. But yeah, that, she that's is me all day. Shit. Like big, I love like big hair, hat. Uh, I just left um, the Brooklyn Circus. Do you, have you ever heard of Brooklyn Circus? Yeah, because we gave them an award we, Yeah, of too. course. I'm yeah, tripping. Yeah, Fashion 500. Like, yeah, like, this is the one that announced us. She, she probably passed them in the award. Shout out to Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Definitely. Did. I'm like, Do yeah, you know? <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. went. To, he did an event last night, a ho- like a holiday, the varsity, uh, just like curated around the varsity jacket. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, his stuff is so dope. Like oh, yeah. I haven't been to you, the store yet. But I need go. to. I know I need to go. I've been. It's on my to do list. Anybody. Black in fashion. Yeah, black in <laughs> fashion. Okay. Yes. Tune in. Um, you gotta go. I it, it like his stuff is the quality is mm-hmm. f- flat out amazing, and it's just like and it's I perfect. see stuff from like from his pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. And I did like a little like a impromptu interview uh-huh. at the show because right. you know when, when people were supposed to coming in, and mm-hmm. I'm like, send them on this side. Let me do like these little ten minute interviews. And right. he was just talking about like I'm always here to create controversy. That's what uh-huh. he said. That's what Luigi said. <laughs> I was just like, I like that. Yeah, let's be controversial. Yes, go. I love it's it. It's a moment. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we got to go check it out. We can do a little little Brooklyn field yeah, trip. Yeah, we should. Over there. We let's should. Now, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, like from your Instagram, I would say you, you are a fashion influencer, mm-hmm. like an influencer. So what's the difference between like in a fashion influencer and like a model? Because I feel like you're both or like, like they're like one and the same. Yeah, I think I think an influence, you know, I'm really trying to figure it all out. Let me just stop there and say I don't <laughs> even know because at, at one point. I was very like behind the scenes more so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've always posted pictures of myself, but now I think it's more so I'm just my own brand in okay. totality. So it's like I I model the looks that I put together or if it's a brand that I'm working with um, because I'm comfortable enough to do so. Mm-hmm. And then also I think, uh, but influencer, I always feel like an influencer, I mean, they usually get in paid mm-hmm. they like focus more on getting paid for product collaborations whereas you know i mean it's all the same i feel like an influence and, and correct me if i'm wrong in the comments it could be a, a difference <laughs> i think we all trying this. to figure out that influencer. A, a blogger is this a you know model is this but mm-hmm. i feel like it's all under one umbrella Absolutely. um yeah Cause so how do you make? I guess how do you make money from it, or do you do you can you make money from it? Like, is it like a lucrative like position to be in, like as an influencer? I think that again, I'm I'm building that platform to start getting like paid 
um, contracts where I am get making money for it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am just kind of building my own brand, showcasing my my work. Um, I do work with high school. I did go to who is that? <laughs> I'm looking at your hey, I know I'm I, I suck with live y'all. I'm sorry. I ain't even looking over her. I'm I looking at her live more than mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at yours too. <laughs> Girl, I can't but I can't even see. I lost my glasses when I was at home. Last time. Oh, yeah, like, Thank you. Yeah. I mean I glance over there every now and then, but like sometimes well, you're gonna have to read both you gonna have to read both of them because I can't see, girl. I put on some lashes today. These things feel like they heavy. It's just not <laughs> <laughs> I'm in hibernation. <laughs> Sis is getting ready for the B-Day turn up. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm in hibernation. I got to whatever. And still cute. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, you're working towards, like, getting contracts and stuff like that with brands. So, do you think that as a des- for designers that it's um, beneficial to work and partner with, um, like, fashion enthusiasts and bloggers and so that maybe they can get another outlet as far as, like, styling and, like, other avenues of... Um, I guess like visibility, like for their brand. I think I think it's good too. I also um, know that there's a fine line between you know an influencer taking advantage of a designer okay. because they you know have a certain amount of followers, so they just you know oh I'm only doing this if it's free this or mm-hmm. whatnot. And I feel like being that. I am about to be, because 2020 is about to be lit, and I hate it. I'm not really like a person that's like, oh, next year, but I've really got to, fi- it's mm-hmm. 2020 visions just hit me different. Oh, yeah, it's coming And it's through. just a time of my life, too, where I'm like, girl, you got to make this thing pop. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, but in this upcoming year, I do have a lot of things, like from doing like podcasts, setting up, working up my web pages, getting, you know, in the process right now and trying to format it to the, not perfection, but to at least a good startup. To the brand new Rochelle. Yeah. Um, Standards. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I will be having, like I said, working with this one here, we're going to have a little line and everything, a clothing line out. And mm-hmm. I really feel like um, I would love to work with, influences and people who have a certain name but at the same time they can't just you 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 can't just say oh I'm gonna wear your stuff but you just gotta give it to me because I put a lot of money and hard work into creating these pieces you know what I'm saying and it's Mm -hmm. like really my stuff is gonna be so fly it ain't gonna do nothing but like boost boost your stuff up a little bit more too you know so let's let's make it let's meet halfway like I understand that, you know, you do have a large following per se, so the visibility could be there. But let's do like a wholesale price or whatever. It doesn't always have to be just giving away, you know. And that's the only thing that – but I do think that, you know, putting your clothing on somebody with a bigger platform, it brings – <clears throat> new people because they have people that just follow their remove and let me mm-hmm. not do stuff with my nails. Um, oh, I do it all the time. You I'm do? always in here like, look. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> why is this cup right here? <laughs> Trying to make a cameo. Right, I'm like, I'm always like, listen. <laughs> no, you <laughs> Oh, but no, I think I think it's necessary, but I think it's there are um, certain boundaries that, and certain things to be understood in the process of creating that that new relationship with an influencer and a brand. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, which is why I'm just be building. My, that's why I'm trying to build mine, my following, and everything to a nice point to where when I do start dropping it mm-hmm. at heat, when I put it on. 
you need to know that it's something to go grab. You don't got to wait to see it on the who's who's and the what's what. Because guess what? She's the what's what. Fact. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so far, I have like another segment that I like to do. Um, yeah. It's called, is a success? It's a disaster. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, is a success? Is a disaster segment is um, sponsored by 620 Style. Okay. <laughs> 620 Style is a contemporary luxury brand. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is manufactured right here in New York City. It's very glamorous. Make sure you guys go and check out 620 Style. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the queen of the flare pants. She got the flare with flare. She got all the dope wide leg pants, and they're always accompanied by like a matching set. This is lit Ooh, okay so that out. will be in the show comments and shout out to 620 style and you can use promo code black fashion to get an extra 20 percent off of your purchase this holiday season so it's a disaster or it's a success it could be either one okay. but something that you know you've had to either learn the hard way but at the end of the day you learn something from it whether it was a bad experience or a good experience so far in your fashion career that you like really learned something from okay um okay you know what just because this was my best friend just sent me this uh post yesterday and was like no and i'm like and this is the second time this has happened this isn't really like something that i've done it's more so something that i didn't do but i've had it in my head and i've had the vision for probably about five years probably okay and um it's so crazy and I I, so how do I start this I initially created this idea that I want to do photo shoots and I want them to be like I ain't gonna give out the details because I can still do it but the bottom line is I had this vision (laughs) to do a shoot um with the Miss Parker theme right Miss Parker. Yeah, from, oh, from Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so I wanted to do I wanted to do like a high fashion Miss Parker scene. Okay. And um with like like a fly model, some short some I don't know if I was gonna do shorts. I literally had the vision clear as day, like a dope like like uh gingham print shirt mm-hmm. that was, you know, the whole little red and like how she I think her shirt was red and black, like tied in a knot. And I was gonna have that but she I had wanted grass. Uh-uh. She, she didn't have she, no grass. She, she was watering that we, dirt. She was watering that hood path. You know that little hood path to the store, the little dirt. She was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta find somebody yard that's jacked up. <laughs> I was gonna find like I was either gonna it might I was even debating if it was gonna be in front of actually house or if I was just gonna do, you know, like the green wall. Like it was gonna be like a set. Okay. And just have her the model super high fashion though but dressed like in the field to where when you look at it you would get the image but it was gonna be like super high fashion and it was just a simple idea right but me i was i remember talking about this with my best friend she's just like dog do it do what you gotta do it and again just thinking that the idea is only in your head and it'll be there and it's just like you realize over time, you know, us as creatives, we still, and I learned this from um, my friend Janelle, uh, the working beauty. I think she changed her Instagram name, but you know, I'm talking about working. But anyway, <laughs> we and her had a conversation, and it's like us creatives, no matter how much of an idea is so individualized, we all pull from the same ether. Mm-hmm. And it's it's and, and when I say that it's like it's like a space in the world where all of our thoughts as a creative people it, they're similar like so you might think like only you thought of this idea but somebody else might have thought it had the exact same vision okay. but in a different texture a different 
color or whatever and it's like the main thing that you got to do is put that out there and be you know necessary it's necessary for you to get it out there first so right. that at least you've done it because you start beating yourself up and that's where I'm leading to with this it's a disaster because the girl Milano De Rutten, um the girl from Philly, the, the the brand Milana, and I love I love everything she's doing. I think her brand is dope. I think it's dope how she's built it up and everything. And she just did a shoot with the Miss Parker thing, oh, and the chicks watering the it. grass and the in the little set. And my best friend sent me the thing like no, and I'm like, Fuck. Uh, but well, everybody. Side note, the Milan, I didn't know who she was until yesterday. Legit. Oh, okay. And the whole room that I was in was pissed because supposedly she had a baby by me. And I was like, oh, so, so is she? Is it oh, Meek's no, baby? She's in the room. I just found out she was pregnant too. Well, right. she just let it out. But I um, seen it. Yeah, I'm like, Last side everybody in the room was like, fuck. So that same ex- <laughs> that same expression you just had <laughs> with the thrash where it's like, fuck. It's like, fuck, you having a baby by her? <laughs> Thought I was going to be his next baby. Oh, he, was, he was planning to be the... <laughs> his little spicy mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Like I said, I think um, that was a that was a big lesson for me. And and to be honest, that was the second time because I also had a vision one day to do Janet Jackson's cover of um, I think it's Pleasure Prince, the one where the, the red background and she had that big side ponytail and she had like the squiggle around her. And I the it's a I have to find. Is it, it. from the Velvet Rope? Like a time when the time when she was doing that album? Mm, girl, it, I'm Velvet trying to. Rope. I want to say it was a Pleasure Principle. Oh, it's older than that. It's an old one because I remember I was oh. listening to it on my way to work and I was looking at the album cover and I was like, I'm gonna redo this. Mm-hmm. And guess who did it? Hmm. Angela Simmons. She oh, had a little shit. moment where she recreated Beyonce's album cover, oh, yes. Janet. When was I saw Halloween? it, it was like not. Nah, it was, was like okay. like sometime last year, and I remember like screaming because. So that was the first time that I had that moment. And that's when I'm realizing, okay, but but I don't. I look at it all as a lesson. It's not really like I don't want to be too frustrated about it because it's like okay, well at least you, you are you were ahead of the time because you had these ideas way before they was actually executed by these people, but they actually executed, so bravo to them. You know, right, you got to give the credit to people when they actually put it to, you can't get mad at people for, you can't be like, oh, that was my idea. Okay, well, did you do it? Facts, true. No, so I got to look at myself like, B, well, did you do it? No, oh. so next thing that I have in my mind is getting done. That was Claim like, it, and that's 2020. Like that's Everything it. that I do, I'm going to make a way, and I'm just going to do it. Straight up. Straight like that. <laughs> so, so far, like, with all the different, like, designers and, like, projects that you've worked on, what would you say for you was, like, your favorite and you feel like it embodied you the most as a brand? Mm, well, honestly... I think one of my favorite projects that I did is a long time ago because I it's funny since I've been in New York my create I haven't really done as much I, I'm a buyer for a boutique assistant buyer for a boutique and I do a lot of in behind the scenes stuff now mm-hmm. um, which is it's fun but it's not I I want to be more in out, the scene. yeah mm-hmm. um, but I think that one of my favorite projects that I worked on was I st- worked I did pretty much. Kind of like the creative directing for a Raheem Devon video. Oh, back when Which I was one? in DC, it was called uh, 
pink was it pink crush velvet it's pink it's a it's mm-hmm. and it was i remember six shooter pulled me in to um style that video and every time i used to get pulled and get hired on for those videos i would always end up st- i would be, it'd be like okay we got four models i end up styling probably 12 models one time <laughs> one time one time i was supposed to style four models i literally get i put 13 chicks in outfits wow um but that came with me just becoming coming over prepared and luckily i was i was able to do it but that video shoot um it was just a lot of fun because i was able to really just be creatively free like he you know let me know the concept of the video mm-hmm. um i assisted raheem stylist has sent his looks but I kind of assisted putting his looks together so I was styling him Mm -hmm. as well as you know getting props for the whole set for the video I'm getting pink crushed velvet blankets cupcakes candy (laughs) I love it you know it was just like I helped set the vibe for it Mm -hmm. and um that was amazing like I really really to this day like I feel like that is something a moment that I that I need to top because I felt just so I just felt good leaving that shoot you know Mm -hmm. having that much creative freedom so so out of all the avenues I guess which is your favorite um well I guess like you styling Mm -hmm. so that's you being behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you're buying that's Mm -hmm. you being behind the scenes and then it's like being the influencer blogger whereas you are like right in the front so I feel like with the they all work like kind of hand in hand but like which one would you say is like top like top tier for you i'm learning more now that i think the forefronts is more where i'm more comfortable i think okay. um i love to do i can totally do the behind the scenes thing without a question easily but i think um i'm just very passionate about you know trying to spread knowledge educating the youth the next generation mm-hmm. i think that I have to be on the forefront. I have to put my face out there and and give my testimony and talk um, about the things that, I, the experiences that I've had being positive or negative um, and just being, like I said, on the front line. I think that's the part that, that gives me the most pleasure because I can, I love to talk to people. Um, so you need to be in the spotlight. Yes, hi, Latone. <laughs> yes, my God, I love like that. Her right there. Hi. <laughs> right there <laughs> that is my heart yeah and I'm I, I guess I need to be in the spotlight, spotlight. okay yeah I, I think I just I realized for so long of being behind the scenes I like kind of shied away from my natural like I can't help what energy I put out and people gravitate so it's right. like if people gravitate to me and want to hear what I'm talking about and are interested then I need to make sure that I utilize that platform and tell all that I know about style, fashion, just sometimes it's just not even about that. It's just about instilling confidence into, like I said, the young girls. That's really what I'm so passionate about, which is like my overall goal Mm -hmm. is to have like a graffiti face, LLC branded foundation where I'm like, I got a program for the up and coming youth to just teach them about um, just how confidence is from, you know, it's not about the exterior, it's 
for just because you look well, you cannot, you know, sometimes not feeling well on the inside, it dims all of that. So you got to gotcha. feel good from the inside. And it just, I think being around other people who have experienced things like you have, um, just kind of makes you, you, when you have a testimony, it just makes you feel better about opening up. And a lot of talk right now is about like mental health. And I love Absolutely. that. I love that our community and our culture is starting to be more open about it and more aware of it. Because I know I wasn't, I just would just be like, you know, I never really dealt with a lot of stuff, but I just think in my like you said what they say break the generational curses absolutely you know i think a lot of times you see your mom just push through whatever versus like really taking care of what it may be and then so you grow up thinking i just got pushed through and it's like no talk to somebody and see so just i think the forefront is gonna be my like going at it full out though like so on the back end do you feel like it was harder to get into buying because I've never I've been working in this industry for a long time and I never really see uh, buyers um, black buyers ever yeah um yeah it's not a lot when I go to the trade shows and go to coterie and DNA it's never it's um it's like me and then everybody else you know mm-hmm. um, but I think there are a lot more now um, I think it's not well, for me, it probably is harder. I think I transitioned into buying through a already established um, boutique. Um, so we already had a lot of relationships with a lot of brands, Italian brands, French brands, Japanese brands, to where when I get pulled into our buying meetings, our, our appointments, it's not like, oh, who is she? It's like I'm introduced, like, oh, this is my assistant buyer, Brandy. And so now going forward when I go to these showrooms or whatnot, you know, I already have the leeway. But I think it probably, I would imagine it being a little hard. I remember one time I went to a trade show and um, sometimes when I go to check on the brands that were, you know, potential future brands that we'd looking to pick up, I may go look at the brand after um, uh, my boss, she after she already went to see it or whatnot and I'm just following up to just do the final assessment. And it was a brand out of Atlanta. It was a um, jewelry company or something. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know my face, right? Mm -hmm. And so I walk up, and I'm just like, I introduced myself, but no, I didn't even get a chance yet. I went, and I just was looking at the pieces or whatnot. And when you go to the booths, you don't have to, like, most of the time they're busy with somebody else. And I'm looking, and then I felt like I was being watched. I was like... I, y'all don't even know right. that y'all want to be in our store, and I can shut out, and I and it did shut it all down. Cause when I went back and gave the, I get so after I'm like walking around looking at everything, just you know, I'm very respectful when I'm there, you know. And they just like, can I? They just hit me with, can the, I help you? You know, like the agent in the in the in the her store that just following, hurry up and buy. You know, <laughs> they was giving me that vibe. I was like, <laughs> okay. <Hurry up> <laughs> So, so, so they came up. So they like kind of follow me around the booth, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Well, who are you here with?" And I'm like, "Okay." So, so I I'm can't be because because I'm black. I black, can't be I here can't, for representing what I. You know what? You know I what? Smack the sh- so right. Asian man. It uh, he wasn't though. He what he was he was like a, a white, but you know he was 
white man in Atlanta. Yeah, just automatically he thought that been, she was with somebody right, else. Or, like you couldn't be buying for your own right, fucking store. But you got to keep in mind too, if he's in Atlanta, he's still the South. You know, white people down there, they still be kind of a little racist. They ain't quite Kinda. lost it. Right, a lot. Exactly. Kinda. I was being modest. <laughs> you got to so, be modest. So he was. Black in fashion. Okay, yes. <laughs> racist in a mug. Right. Because so, I really think that's what it was. You know, they come up to New York where New York is a melting pot. Black chick is everywhere. First of all, we bosses everywhere. Everywhere. All around. But you can can see you know you're gonna see a little more diversity in these type of environments so for him to walk up and be like which who you, who you here for and know. so then I'm like actually I'm here with Mulay I'm the assistant buyer I was just coming to follow up on the collection how are you oh oh and then and then they it was so weird that every the energy the just, changed. just changed I bet meanwhile mine changed too all of a sudden <laughs> I was just like mm-hmm and I went and gave the report, and we was and me and Vichy was like, she was like, forget them. They they act like that with you. We don't need that brand, and we Absolutely. did not even pick it up. So. Exactly, and you never know who you're talking to. You, never, you know. never know. I've been to like my fair share of trade shows, and but I'm not looking for wholesale clothes. I'm I, I usually go to like source and trade shows, so I'm right. looking at fabrics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I get the same thing. Like, yeah. like, I am a buyer, though. I, like I am. Like is that I'm not just buying for my collection. I'm buying for a slew of, of collections. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So you need to be nice because I'm you ready need to, be to nice. rack up. Exactly. I'm like, not just buying for a collection. I'm loading up. Like you are literally loading right, I'm up. I'm trying to get a connect with you and like try to build, build these relationships because this is for me is an ongoing business. So, but when I, I mark them off, I'm like, because you know they give you the little brochures. Mm-hmm. I will scratch your <laughs> shit out in a minute. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Next. Next. Don't need your fabric. Mm-mm. It probably was all polyester. It was probably anyway. poly. And I'm fine with poly because, you know, a lot, has a lot of technos and, like, it's a man-made, so it works. But it's like, at the end of the day, don't judge me for the way I look. Period. And that's what it's, and that's what, I mean, that's essentially what this podcast is about. It's so many of us. So many <laughs> of us. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Don't get it twisted. I'm sorry. I keep looking over. Let I'm me. looking at my sister is requesting to be in. Where is this? I, my, I don't know if I can. I can't see if I you, can know how to do that. Uh, I think. You got, a, you got a question? How do you do that? It'll do, yeah. I think know. like that. I'm like, oh, sis must got a question. <laughs> Just throw it in there. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So what is, so is you've done like a lot of, yeah. You might not. No, I can hear you now. Say something. Hello. Yeah, you good. Okay. You still fine. So, would you do styling on like movie and like video shoots and stuff like that? Do you feel like that's a hard avenue to get into? Like you gotta like know someone in order to even get pulled into these type of opportunities? Yeah, I think I think that is. I, it's so funny you say that because that's another thing that I'm very much. I'm into everything. Whichever one pop off, we gonna roll with it. But costume design and set design. I love that whole concept. And I think there's like almost like a union um, to get into. Once you kind of get into that whole union of like the, to where you are on the list of like a call list for this shoot. Like I am. It's like a stylist union? It's like a, yeah, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to give a little more details I find out. But I remember I was speaking with someone about doing some work for a, uh, Cause you know law and all of these show, shows shoot really they really shoot here power I'll be walking to work and they shooting power on my block. Gotcha. I, it was and so it's like it's a so it's all of these shows are being shot in the city, mm-hmm. and um, 
you but there's like a yeah there's like a union or like some type of that you have to get into to where you're like in the rotation for to get called for makeup or styling or costume or this or that so i do think i don't think it's super easy to get into but i think once you are in it then you're like heavy rotation you'll get you're getting picked up left and right um i wonder how you get in it that's the next go okay and i i had i know someone who was trying to like you know wing me in but that'd be a process sometimes people tell you they gonna they'll loop they'll, you and they'll link and you and you they'll be out this that's the thing in New York they always talking about I'm gonna link you I don't even know what that means what is a link okay <laughs> if it ain't a Cuban I don't want the link <laughs> <laughs> well I sound like my mic ain't right no, I can hear you though. You so you're good. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe it's my headphones. It might be the headphones, but you good on the mic stuff. Okay. I can hear you well. We okay. might be stepping on some cords there. It's okay. As long as <laughs> that is funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. <laughs> the last is a cute. <laughs> For real. I know. Gotta switch the requests up. Gotta okay. be more clear gotcha. on what type of links we're trying to have these now, days. As a influencer, a stylist, a buyer, all those are that that person that really goes out there and like choose and like set the tone. What is four, five? Let's say, what is five things that um, you feel like every woman needs to have in her closet year round, not seasonal? Year round, yeah. She's calling me, and she got to call me back. She, she don't even know, ain't it? She won't just um, pop up in the face. She would have just popped up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, five, um, things, five things. I usually ask. I usually ask three, but seasonal. But it's something that is a staple that needs to be in your wardrobe year round. What five things would you say? Okay, I would say a fire, like a good. I would say a good, a really good leather, like a nice leather jacket. Okay. I feel like a leather jacket is something that pulls a look together all the time, no matter. And that's and it's throughout the season, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you should have. Um, what's the main essential that I would say? I have it's so many things. I, it can I be think a fire I belt. The no, I was gonna guru. say I was gonna say like a good belt, like a okay. a good like thick waist, a thick belt, or like a nice chain belt. Because I've been wearing lately, I've been wearing this one chain belt, and it's like just pulling a lot of things together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like a good waist belt that also like works in a lot of ways. You know, I have a belt right now over a blazer, but you could also wear it over like an oversized dress, and it creates a different shape. Right. Um, because I think the whole idea about changing your look is just your look sometimes is just creating different shapes within the look. You know. Gotcha. You could wear the same thing three times, but if you kind of just add a little accessory, take it away, layer it different. It becomes three different looks. Um, so I think like a dope, good, thick, solid belt, solid leather jacket, um, a good hat, whatever, whether a brim. it's like a brim. Yeah, good brim hat because that just gives you like, that takes another look. That just gives a whole nother element to your look as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a good, I think a good like combat boot. Okay, I feel like yeah, a combat, combat boot. boot. Yeah. I, I feel like okay. a good look, like a nice chunky, like just like a, a dope, just a boot. Like whether it's whether even it doesn't have to be a heel. It could be 
uh, you know, a, just like a flat boot or like a heel combat boot. But I feel like that type of boot, again, you can it just it you can throw that on with anything: some sweats, some jeans, a dress, a skirt, and it's gonna give you a pop. It's gonna give you a pop. So that, and then crazy shades, man. I feel like you gotta have like a, a little yes. raunchy frame. Okay, um, I feel that. But I could keep going. But I think we're gonna stop at that. So like, hat, shade, belt. Because I feel like I just gave like a hit. Like, well, yeah, you did. Uh, if you top think about bottom. it, it's a top to bottom that can go all different ways. Wait, you absolutely. know, uh, hat, shades, belt, dope jacket, and a dope boot. boot. Yeah, five that, You heard them. Those are the five Brandy Roche essentials that okay. you need to have in <laughs> your wardrobe year round. <laughs> year round. And create different shape. Yep. And so you think that. Um, with certain body types, there is certain shapes that you uh, should stay away from. Like, it, let's say, like, a, I feel like we're in the era of the curvy girl. Mm-hmm. Like, all the when we is we making sure our waist is a snatch mm-hmm. and our hips is rounding out. But whether it be plastic or whether it be in the gym mm-hmm. or uh, what or your fat, whatever, you know, whatever, 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 it is. <laughs> whatever it is. But that's we in that. What's that? Is that hourglass? That we in that hourglass, hourglass body? Is there for anything sure. for that body type and that is that body type that women are aspiring that you feel like they could? I don't know, do better. And because right now, I just feel like it's like it needs to be fitted, but I feel like it don't need to be. But it's like uh-uh. with that shape, it's like you just trying to show that off. But it's another. Right. What's another way to accentuate accentuate that shape? That so I always say if you are like. If you are literally like that hourglass shape, I feel like, no, you don't always have to wear like spandex everything, you know. Right. I feel like that was the um, the direction a lot of people was going, and I'm like, it's not the only way. Actually, I mean, I ain't going to say that I'm an hourglass, but I do have like big, full of, I got, these legs need to go down, I'm not too, <laughs> but I got I full got, of legs. Sis got thighs full, over here. Thighs, thighs and butt, but then my waist is a little bit smaller, but then, you know, so it's like, if you are in that shape, you know, I think crop tops are cool, like loose though, like uh, over, like you could do oversized crop top that showcases that smaller part of you and then do a baggy a baggy jean or like a baggy sweat or mm-hmm. a full skirt again I love to do separates um mm-hmm. so you do and then that's also sexy but it's not tight you still comfortable you know right. I think um so accentuating just that part of yourself you know do maybe like showing I'm really big on um Giving clavicle, you know, I think clavicle. Is I'm a, a shoulder wearing bitch. A, I'm always like this. Like, right. You might, I might take a little Susan snip. Right. Just I'm like, I'm a, a shoulder look. girl. This is my sexiness yes. right here. It's right. like, you're like the bell of the ball. Like, and I think people, we kind of like, don't even like, um, take, take advantage of like that simple sexuality, that simple little thing about ourselves that mm-hmm. makes things look sexy. And everything else could just, you could have on something, literally a drapey, flowy dress if you're given like this right shoulder. here. And, I, and I you and you just and moment. you will just look like <laughs> breathtaking to a person, you know. Um, so I do think that a, a no, and I think like for like a curvier woman that's in, um, that's in let's say if you work in office and business and you have to dress in more um business attire mm-hmm. i think that's where a lot of times us curvier girls struggle because dresses are a lot of times are made um shift dresses are a lot of times made for that that sort of career path and it's like there's not a lot of dresses that or a lot of ways to dress within that um 
that that I'm trying to think of whatever it is that career mm-hmm. path. So it's just like you think, oh, I need to go to let's say Macy's or whatever wherever people buy little dresses like that, wherever. you And you get these little straight dresses and then they're not appropriate for your body type because when you curvy, you can't do straight. It just won't work because you'll have to buy it two sizes bigger just to accommodate your hips mm-hmm. and then everything else is loose. Or if right. it has stretch, okay. it's going to fit over your hips, but it's going to be like baggy. A quick trick, though, ladies who are curvy who already do have dresses like that, Depending on how the dress is made, you can twist it. Vivian Westwood is a queen of doing dresses like where you can put it on and then you can give it a twist. Wrap and dresses. It too. It, it's, it's actually just, it'll be it's like a, a pull on, a shift, but it it's, you twist it a little bit and it kind of gives, and it, depending on what the dress looks like, it may or may not work. But if it's a simple shift dress mm-hmm. and then you give it a twist, it it's basically, it'll wrap around, like it'll be tight. It's like, like bias cut. Yeah, it'll just oh, kind of like create that at I your like waist. That. If you have dresses that you just don't want to give up, that's like that. But if you curvy, you got to stay away from dresses like that. You'll be better off, like you said, with a wrap dress. Um, DVF is known for doing hella wrap dresses. Or right. even just like a... Um, my sister said the struggle. My, my sister is like that. It's, uh-huh. like <laughs> it's the struggle, I'm telling you. And it's like, or like A-line. A-line dresses are so beautiful, you know. Give yourself a nice, put or belt it, you know. Do a nice belt. But I think... A lot of dresses when it comes to that business attire look is they are not cut for us curvier girls at all. So I was They say, want you to go in there looking like you straight out of Ann Taylor. Straight out of Ann, Ann Taylor. Taylor. And so Ann, ain't, want. Ann ain't got it. And okay, I don't know I don't know. Where's a picture of Ann Taylor? Okay. I need to see Ann. What does she look like? What does Ann look like? Because Ann don't look like the rest of us going <laughs> to work okay. every day. I ain't no looking at Ann. That is funny. Okay. <laughs> so before we laugh, like we wrap up, I got one more segment. Okay. And it's like it's a muse. So if there's anything out there that you feel like as far as like a um, exhibit or like a book or maybe like just a person like that has been like a muse for you and an inspiration you just want to put it out there you want people to follow or read or see that you think will you know help other creatives or just let people see something in a different way okay. it don't have to necessarily be about fashion either it could be just something like that you you saw and you're like yo I wish more people knew about this mm. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I try. We try to we we inspire Dang. and we live to knowledge. <laughs> well, um, a person that I would say right now, I'm like super excited about their journey, and I'm proud of. And they wrote a book, and well, she wrote a book, and she's super inspirational to me right now. She was inspirational to me seven years ago when I met her, mm-hmm. um, and it just it it blows my mind to see how see a person that really really spoke everything that she wanted into fruition and beyond and accomplished all of these goals. And that is, um, her name is, um, <laughs> it, it was, you better say it. <laughs> I love it. Let's tell you, you got time today. She's on the live. Right. Like my godmother is a busy woman. So I'm just so excited that she's tuned in. Um, Elaine Welteroff. I always say her. Yeah, I love her. Okay, Elaine is... And I'll just do a quick little backing. I met Elaine. Um, she's a she's like my cousin Brooke, the one that I said used to come visit in Harlem, like mm-hmm. one of her best friends. And I'm so fortunate to have a cousin that is was connected with some of the New Yorkers early on, you know, to where she was able to introduce me to them. So I met Elaine back when she was working at Ebony. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, she and I, I had Brooke set up where I could have a meeting with her, went into the office with her, and... Um, 
you know, we just we sat at this big boardroom table and just talked, you know, and I just told her all of my the things I wanted to do. And, you know, I was it was really early. I was maybe 21, maybe okay. 20. OK, maybe it's not 21, 20, about 22, whatever. Okay. Old I, was. <laughs> um, I was just I was fresh. I didn't even live in New York. I was living in D.C. still. And I came up to visit and met up with her. And she was super young and just told me how like how she just went for she just stalked the editor at Ebony, like kept, 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 kept being so persistent with her mm -hmm. um, to just get a conversation. And her receptionist was like, she's busy, she's busy. She's like, I did not stop. I kept, kept calling to the point where I finally got a conversation with her. 15 minutes turned into 30 minutes. We got to chat. Um, she said the, uh, the editor was doing a shoot out in, because I think she's from like, California, um, okay. Elaine is. And so she got called to assist her on a shoot blah 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 and ended up getting getting a call six months later about a position with ebony um as Amazing. i think the beauty and style editor so her career has like blossomed she was on project runway oh my yeah, god she's doing she's doing project run right right now she was the editor for teen vogue come on the nice. first black editor for teen vogue right. like i need to read her book i'm glad you brought and I need, she I need yes her and her yeah. and she's i elaine don't kill me i haven't even read but i i've i've she always like reads parts from it from with her mom and stuff and I mm -hmm. it's just so real and, and just to see that that she's really literally planted the seed and watered that flower every single day you know to grow and then she has like she's just an amazing person like mm -hmm. and that is a person that is somebody that I look up to and aspire to just follow my dreams in that in that way with confidence and just knowing that this is what I'm setting out to do this is what I'm gonna do and I'm setting my attention and I'm not being clear on them flat out that. and that's what she did early on so now to see her now doing everything plus She's, more mm -hmm. it's like yo this stuff can really happen and, and just happened before my eyes yeah I love that. Okay, so, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I put that book in the show notes, like as I recommended, like read and stuff for this week, and make sure you guys. Yes, get it. yes, so, yes. Just want to call to action again our two sponsors for this episode: Serenade, Street Serenade Apparel, inspired by the culture, created by the streets, made for the people. Now, mm. Brandy, I'm just gonna have you read these words that's on the back of this shirt. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of course. This is this is really the goal, <laughs> y'all. This is. Rich in, we are rich in knowledge, culture, tenacity, purpose, and resilience. Boom. Okay? There's nothing else that we need more than all of these things to really, really be our full, 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 full self. Absolutely. So we make sure you guys shop Street Serenade Apparel. I'll put, of course, all the information on the show notes. And you guys, uh, I'll put all the social media in there and definitely take off your additional 15% using code The Roses for their new collection, the Reup and the um, Heartbeat of the Streets collection. And of course, 620 Style, make sure you shop with her. Luxury, comfortable, affordable, um, Urban, it's not even an urban brand, but it's I call I call six twenty style like the the luxury with the edge of comfort. I can't like wait to it's check so it dope. out. You'll love it. It's amazing. You can take an additional twenty percent off your order using the code Black Fashion and 
Guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Brandy. Throw out your social media. How Thank can people keep up with you? Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you all for having me. Um, my Instagram is Graffiti Face. Um, it's G-R-A-F-F-I-T-I-F-A-C-E. Graffiti. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can also, yeah, just Graffiti face. face. <laughs> and we, gonna, we ain't gonna do too much. We'll put that in the we'll show. We'll put everything else underneath at the yeah. bottom. <laughs> Gosh. All right. As I always say, thanks guys for tuning in. Stay black and peace out. Peace.